Welcome to Success with Style, everyone. Coming today from the Bob Bullock Texas History Museum in Austin, Texas. I am Rob Giardinelli. And I'm Lance Avery Morgan, and we have the Mrs. McDonald. Forget the the marvelous Mrs. Maisel. It's all about the The marvelous, Mrs. marvelous Mrs. McDonald. That's right. You're way too kind. We're so glad to have you here. <laughs> I'm delighted to be here. It's a gorgeous day. Thrilled. You're surrounded by champagne and coffee and literature. And, and the two of you. And the two of us. Oh, you are so sweet. a wonderful day. <laughs> and bubbles, these and little bubbles, champagne bubbles. There, there must always be bubbles. I, right? I could not agree more. So you're, we're coming here live from Austin, which is awesome. But you're not from Austin. You're from the East Coast. I'm not. I am. You Yankee. I'm you. not, and then I am. Yes. Uh-huh. No. I. Yep. I. Uh, well, I'm kind of from all over. I was born in Europe. You know that. And so my European. dad was in the oil business, so we traveled around the world. Yeah. And I grew up all over Europe and Asia and the Far East, and that is Asia, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Um, <laughs> and Africa, and uh, and then went to high school in Westchester County and uh, college in New York, and worked in New York for a long time before. I met the wonderful Jack McDonald. And well, who's often mistaken for George Clooney. I think oh. George Clooney has been mistaken for Jack McDonald. Well, you two are mistaken. often mistaken for Clooney in a mall, is oh, what oh, I was well, going to say. That is high praise indeed. But <laughs> I will say that when I had the opportunity to meet Mr. Clooney, That's right. uh, we had a lovely chat, and I did say to him, um, does anyone ever tell you you look like Jack, Jack McDonald? McDonald. I love and he thought that was kind of funny. <laughs> that, so that, I, that was a drum roll I moment. felt... You know, thrilled that I got a giggle out of him. Absolutely, that was, uh, that was he loves to laugh. Prize. He loves to laugh at beautiful women, L- with beautiful women. Well, I, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I hope Not he wasn't at. laughing at me, but he may have been. There's no doubt. Oh he, he may well have been laughing at me. You never know. But it all started somewhere. So you really started your career on the East Coast. Yeah, which is really cool as in a as a PR dynamo event planner goddess i mean you name it well before we get to all that i want to hear about the first dollar oh the early years oh god the earliest first dollar uh is this x-rated or do you know it's Um, any rate no 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 no. (laughs) uncut (laughs) truly the first dollar was uh i was an avon lady when i was 13. okay wow this is a big news flash yeah did you not know No. no yeah yeah Wow, I, that's when, I mean, yeah. Avon has always been a great brand. Great brand. I loved makeup. I wanted to make some money. Um, my allowance wasn't enough, in my view. And uh, I figured if I sent in some information and maybe just didn't fill in the part about the birth year, they'd right. send me the <laughs> starter kit. So you were selling these blue bottles full of... Yeah, Skin So Soft. Skin So Soft. Yeah. Wow. wow. All of that. And Going door to door, which, by the way... I look back on that and I think that is highly it was a different dangerous. Planet. Yeah, yes. for young, you know, for a young thirteen-year-old. Wow. But you had your little kit. I had my little kit. That's incredible. And, Do you still uh, have that kit? Is it on uh, loan no, to a museum of know, pop culture? I, it should be at this point. It's it's certainly vintage. But um, oh, no, fun. it was uh, it was fun and I enjoyed it. And so you got to meet people. Yeah. At that and usually at that age, people are selling like candy for band or. To take yeah. a cheerleading trip or whatever, but you were selling it to make money. Yeah, the real deal. Of course, Starting it was a your job. Professional. Life. Yeah, I got home from school and did some homework, and then took my little kit out you into the, the road, neighborhood, the main and streets of Westchester that's County. That's right, Harrison, wow. New York. Yeah. Well, how do you think that affected your ongoing work ethic? It had to have affected it positively. It did. I think I I was born an entrepreneur in a way. Yeah. I think that um, 
you know, I, I realized that uh, it's important to go after things. Right. And, uh, you know, I saw that as an opportunity and um, I saw that as a way to make money, you know, using my own sort of my, my uh, according to my schedule, my hours, whatever, right. Right. Um, with something I loved. Yeah. And so, which was wow. cosmetics, makeup, and all of that. What did so your parents think? What did Mr. and Mrs. Stanmeyer think of you doing this? I don't think they knew. <laughs> <laughs> That's when kids could get away with stuff. So now, not so much. Would you just say, like, after school, like, I'm going to go visit a friend, and you would just no. go sell door to door? Well, my parents got divorced when I was young. And so my mom raised us yeah. for the most part. Yeah. Well, you know, a after the divorce from about 10, uh, my age of eight or nine on. Um, and my mom worked full time. So yeah. she didn't really know about anything I was right. doing, yeah. which was None of our moms good did. and bad, yeah. you know. <laughs> but yeah, so I just went and did it. I, d I really don't think she had a clue about it. Now, did this conflict with you watching Tattletales and Match Game? Well, I would go after I did after those that, things. Okay, got it. Okay. Yeah, I mean, and I had my, I mean, first. I had my priorities straight from the beginning. So, yeah. And everyone, Carla's not wearing a stitch of makeup right now. That's the phenomenal part. <laughs> she looks incredible, and that's the irony of it all. <laughs> Your nose just got a no, lot she's, longer. She's in a full yeah. hair makeup trailer yeah. next door. Yeah. No. Oh gosh. <laughs> so that led you to being an entrepreneur with other parts of your life, right? I mean, yeah, well, I, yes. I mean, there were a few jobs between <laughs> Avon and my first entrepreneurial venture, but, um, but yeah, no, after that, I, I worked at shop Right, the yeah. local grocery store sure. at the yeah. register, and that yeah. was before there were barcodes, so it was involved. You had to know the prices. Oh, yeah. It was yeah. not. You needed to know what was deli and yeah. what was produce. Right. Okay, so and how much an, produce was, and how much it was, yeah. and you know, right? You needed to know the difference between a turnip and a carrot or right. whatever. Right. Um, and then, uh, so I did that for quite a while after school. Um, I would work, go to school, and then I would take the bus to White Plains and work from three to nine. I love it. Wow. Yeah. And uh, you did that for quite a while. I'm not sure how I got everything done, but... I, you um, know, well, we didn't have to get as much done then, because I had the same type of schedule. That's true. Yeah. What I worked did you, in the grocery tell me store. what you did Well, after I mowed school. lawns. Did you? Started out mowing lawns. Really? Yeah, it, 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 in current dollars, it was a lot of money back then. 30, oh, yeah. 40, 50 bucks a lawn. Right. That was a lot. And I'm sure then. you were declaring it for your taxes. I'm sure so, I was. You know, yeah. it, my offshore. <laughs> yeah. Happened. No, I don't do anything <laughs> offshore. But uh, and then I worked in a grocery store. Right. So I get it. So the whole grocery store the alumni whole right checker, here. Right checker, here. Yeah. yeah. But you had to know. And it was great for dealing with the people. And I always think that kids should have these. There, there weren't crap jobs because they paid money and oh, they yeah. created. That's how I bought my first car. Right. But um, kids need to know about these crap jobs so that they know that. I'm going to grow up and not have that crap job. Right. Right. I'm going to work hard. I know what it's like to deal with the public. Right. I may not want to deal with the public all the time because not everyone's lovely. Right. Or at least I have that skill set. I so could I'm sure agree. the same thing well, at the and shop you, right. Well, and it, it sort of goes to my first day on the job and my real job when I got out of college and started in a PR firm. The yeah. first thing I did that day was clean out a closet. Yeah. They were like, well, welcome. Wow. And now we'd like you to clean Absolutely. out this closet. Yeah. And, you know. I did it. I was happy to do it. I was yeah. thrilled to be there. I was, you know, yeah. so I just felt like it was such an honor to have that job. And I think, you know, taking some tough jobs when you're younger, like you said, Lance, mm -hmm. I mean, is important so that you know that, you know, not every day is going to be fun. Yeah. Right. That's right. That's I exactly mean, right. And you taught swimming lessons. You did all yeah, sorts of things. My first job was I was a lifeguard. Really? Yeah. So I got to kind of be in charge, which was kind of which was kind of fun, but it's and also- And get a tan. And get a tan at the same time. <laughs> yeah. And I'm a pale white person, so <laughs> it, even I got tan 
um, as a lifeguard. So now, where did anyone you work? can? Where was this? I, this was when I lived in Florida. So okay. it was the Suncoast. I believe it was the Suncoast or North Pinellas YMCA. Wow, it sounds fancy the way yes, you it say. Yes, it does. I know. I know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so you you did that after school or just weekends um, or summer? I got my first job, but it was between my junior and senior year. I'd done a little bit of tutoring and things like that, but that was like my first job right. job. Yeah. So, so Rob had like real work. He had real work. Exactly. <laughs> it was like teaching people, oh, yeah. tutoring. Yeah. And, was, teaching you know, people. Well, and needs. it's interesting because I also taught mom and me classes. So to teach a parent at 17 oh. how to <laughs> guide your child in the water was a pretty you interesting thing. Exactly. Yeah. I'm sure you learned a lot about, you know, dealing with people, young and old. Young and old, yeah. any age, people who cry and scream because three and four year olds who don't want to get into the water would roll. do that. And actually, I story about me, I had to get swim lessons at that age because I fell off the side of my grandfather's boat and he had to jump in and save me. Really? So I viewed that as kind of a karmic thing because I was that nightmare kid Wait, so when I'm, I got swim lessons. It's like one of the first memories I have as, as a kid mm -hmm. was screaming in a pool. Mm -hmm. I'm a amazed teacher. that that didn't make you afraid of the water. Right. No. It, it. I don't know why it didn't. Maybe it's just because kids are resilient and... I was just resilient. And I give I give you more kids. credit. I give you more kids. credit yeah, for that. Yeah, no, no, no. That says yeah. something about you because I think Absolutely. a lot of people, a lot of kids, would be traumatized by yeah. that and not want to go near the water. And the fact yeah. that you did yeah. says something yeah, about you. who you are. <laughs> thank you. You know, and uh, wanting to overcome that, I think, yeah. don't you? Absolutely. Yeah. And you know, you yeah. had mentioned your first job, and we've had other guests who have alluded to this sort of scenario of things are so much more democratized now. Yeah. With finding a job. I mean, there are more resources. I mean, you remember how tough it was to find a job. It was a who you know, get into a who you know, who may know someone who mm -hmm. you know. I mean, there were so many kind of circuitous ways of, of doing that. And now it's you look on the Internet, press a button and apply. Right. It's just kind of a different ball game. Well, I didn't have uh, any connections. Um, you know, at the time I graduated from my from college, my dad was living in China working. Mm -hmm. Um, and my mom was, you know, administrative assistant and, uh, just, we just didn't have any connections. So, um, I just, I did my best yeah. and I interviewed for a long time, um, before I landed my first job, well, a couple of months I took, you know, I was a little lazy in the beginning. Yeah, <laughs> Let's be honest. Right. I wanted to go to bars with my friends and hang out and, you know. Or work in bars. Or, or I did, did that too. To do that? I, I did. The I joy, yeah. the joys I was of a being bartender. 22. <laughs> yeah, I was a bartender for quite a few years. That was fun. Yeah. Um, but, you know, back then when you wanted to get into, you know this, I'm sure both mm -hmm. of you, that, you know, back in, in that day, you if you wanted to be in the communications business at all, you had to know how to type. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And part of your oh. interview was taking a typing test. And which I never did because oh. I was a Southern gentleman, so I never learned how to type, nor right. would I ever. So, how do did that. you get around that? I just did. Well, you're so fabulous. They're like, you're hired. <laughs> yeah, we yes, don't I care. Am. Yes, I am. No, we I just, don't I never care. I never typed until I had a computer and I had to teach myself. Really? Yeah, never. Why? So, are you a one finger type? No, I'm a really quick typist. I mean, it's intuitive, right? right I mean, right. really, it is intuitive. So you can do, like, and you type quickly, don't you? I try to. Yeah, yeah. you type pretty I write fast. quickly, yeah. Wow. I think quickly, so whether my, my fingers match my, you know, my speed, who knows. But anyway, so yeah, so I didn't do that. So I didn't do that. Wow. Yeah. Well, now, if I had known there was a way around that, <laughs> I would have been to tougher. You would have taken it. Anything yeah. can happen. I was just you too know. much of a rule follower. Okay, I'll take the typing test. Well, when you lived in New York back <clears throat> yeah. in the day, it was kind of a different planet. 
for both working there, living there. There's a real nostalgia. I'll never forget that Fran Lebowitz and I were talking about this. And she said, I'm asked often, what was it like back in New York? You know, I really lament yeah. not being it not being that way. And she says, you lament not being that young. You don't you don't lament New York not being that way. You lament not being young. Right. You just happen to have been in New York. Tell me about how you feel about having been in this now golden age of New York. I loved every minute of yeah, it. Yeah, I loved it. It was challenging. It was exciting. It was uh, pure fun. And, you know, there's a saying, you know, if you can make it there, you can make it anywhere. I kind of believe that. Yeah. I think That's it's a very, true. very challenging place to live and work when you're in your 20s. Yeah, totally. Um, everybody wants to get to the top. You're surrounded by incredibly smart, interesting, creative people. Um, and, you know, the onus is on you to absorb it, learn from it, um, and, you know, be inspired by it, which mm -hmm. I hope I was. Yeah. Um, I think I was. Sure. And uh, I just, I thought it was, I, I, I feel like it was one of the most um, significant kind of uh, periods in my life. Yeah. Totally. Um, that's formed that who you are formed who, who I yeah, am yeah right. I loved it and uh, so yeah I, I think it was was great now I didn't have you know any money I remember when you know I finally started making some money and the first thing I did was stop taking the subway Oh, so that's, that's the that luxury was, you know, but I mean, I was an expert at knowing which ATMs would give you money in five dollar <laughs> increments yes. because when my balance right, got right. down to like seven ninety two, oh yeah, I needed to find that ATM where I can get five right. bucks so right. I can go oh, yeah. to the Korean deli and get dinner. You right, know. absolutely. Um, but you know that that was I was loved living it. like this yeah. part of it. Yeah. Yeah. Gotta be tough. Young and struggling. Young and yeah. struggling and, and uh, get through it. Well, at what point did you think, okay, here, I got this. I I um, I feel like I'm making it. Was there ever a point? I'm still looking for that, Oh, man. come on. <laughs> no, I'm but I mean, were you at waiting. a Bergdorf's counter and, and you didn't look at the price of something, you just bought it? Or, you know, was there like a moment for you where you thought, okay, th th this is going to work out after all. I'm hmm. going to I'm gonna make that this work out sounds like Mary Tyler Moore. Yeah, I, I love her. Where did you throw up your yeah. cap? yeah. Um, that's a tough question. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it's maybe ongoing. Maybe that's part of. Which is part of the fun, too. Maybe, maybe it's a little more that. I don't know. I, I think I'm a little bit, maybe this is not a good trait, but I, uh, I'm not one that rests on my laurels very much. Yeah. And so I don't know that I ever think about having arrived. Gotcha. Um, okay. gotcha. I'm kind of on to the. Like onto the next more. thing, yeah. Onto the more. next project, can be better. Yeah. You know, let's let's keep going. What's so, new and fun and different? But you know, it was it was nice when I could pay my rent every month. You yeah. know, and yeah, take taxis. And there yeah. were there were I guess little moments when I realized right. life is getting better. Mm -hmm. But there were tough years. I mean, there were some real struggles. You know, sure. financially yeah. starting out. Oh, so yeah. yeah, I think we all go through. I don't think kids go through that now. Yeah, because they. Well, come I think from, some do. Some do. Some do. Okay. Um, but uh, maybe not but at that I, level. When I talk to young people, and I, I think you and I, all of us, mm -hmm. we really agree on this. Yeah. Is, you know, I tell them there's great beauty in struggling, and um, you know that those are the moments when you really learn who you are, mm -hmm. what you're capable of, yeah. what your sort of weaknesses might be, things that can be developed. Those are the the moments that are really crystallizing right and you know sometimes I feel like young people underestimate that and uh, and, and maybe underestimate themselves right. 
and you think? perhaps in doing that, underestimate yeah. themselves. Yes, yeah. I agree. So, well, yeah. And underestimating the amount of fun that you actually have. Like when you're in your early 20s, you look back on those days now, and it's like, God, there are things you totally would not do now, but God, were they fun at the <laughs> <Yeah>. time. Absolutely. <laughs> like, what? What are you talking about, <laughs> yeah, Rob? Like, let's go there. <laughs> Tell us. <laughs> I'm just saying, you know, being able to go out, at, you know, on a Tuesday night until. 12:30 or one o'clock, and then getting up and going to work the next day. Things like that. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Th- those yeah. types of things. Some people at this table that's never ended, <laughs> Carla. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a perfect segue into parties. So, where did your your fascination and just love and reverence for parties come from? You know what? I blame it all on Lance. No. Oh, go on. Page of zero right we've, here. We've either been at the same party, uh, co-hosted the same party, or something. The same Nobody party knows now. parties like Lance oh, Avery on. Morgan. Oh, Come on. on. You, you know made that. a living at it's it. True, true. No. No, I, uh, you know, I uh, have always loved uh, to entertain. Um, and yes, as, uh, you know, somebody who was in PR and marketing, I did a fair number of events, planning events for, for people and so I've always liked the magic of that, um, and I've always been kind of clued into the power of parties where people, um, you know, meet, you know, people who become significant in their lives yeah. at, at these events. And so after, you know, a gazillion years in marketing, um, you know, 15 in New York and then 10 with my own firm and, you know, being chief marketing officer of an internet startup that was sold, et cetera. A lot of hard work and kind of, you know, in it for a long time. I wanted to do something really fun. Mm-hmm. And uh, and so I started the Salonier, you know, because I wanted to, um, it was something that tapped into uh, a joy of mine, entertaining, but also I, I realized that there was an opportunity in the market, in the media space, to create a uh, content company that focused entirely on people who entertain, yeah. hosts and people who love to go to parties. Yeah. And so. And it's the number one website of its genre. It is. I mean, it so really we're is. thrilled. Yeah. yeah. No, we're, we're so humbled by that. And, um, and you know, I think we're shining, I, I feel happy that we're shining a light on people who give so much of themselves. I mm-hmm. think people don't recognize what's involved in hosting a party, right. the expense, the time, the creative energy. It's a gift when people yeah. host parties. I agree. And, and it's a gift to attend. It is such a gift to attend. Yeah. And so, you know, a big reason for doing the Salonier is giving the people who do it best yeah. um, a moment to talk about that mm-hmm. and inspire others to do do the same. So, so while we're on the subject of inspiring others, what would what would you recommend to somebody who's throwing their first, let's even not even say gala, but like their first dinner party? What's something that they can do to really make that night memorable for for, you know, for their guests and for themselves? Drink heavily. No. <laughs> um, <laughs> Have no. lots of booze. Yeah, That's no, always no, a no. ticket to fun. Just relax. Enjoy yourself. The fact the mere fact that you're doing it is such a gift to the people who are coming and uh, don't get too twisted up in it. And, uh, you know, just have a good time. I don't know, it sounds so simple to say that. It but sounds what so you... simple for you to say that because you have thrown, ex- you've hosted extravagantly beautiful parties. I mean, your Stork Club party. Well, thank you. No detail left unturned. Pink Panther thank party. You. The Pink thank Panther you. party. I mean, that was fun. on yeah. and on, uh, your senoritas and margaritas. I mean, on and on and on. Whatever you've done, 
You what were this... you doing at my senioritas and margaritas party? It. It's still trending. Yeah. <laughs> it is, that party is still trending. People are still inspired by it. Yeah. I'm just saying as an example, and I and that actually reminds me that you did that for your female friends. Yeah. Specifically. Yes. So they could get to know each other. Yeah. So that being a social conduit. Yes. Which I think every host and hostess is. You know, it's saying, Rob Giardinelli, I'd like to meet Lance Avery Morgan, and then you two need to know Tracy and Jim. And, right. I mean, and you're well, the master the at that. Way, the master. Well, thank you very much. You That's are. nice of you to say. But by the way, you two met at a party. We did meet at we a sure party. Did. That is yes. correct. So there the you go. This is what I right. mean. That's right. So you two met at a party. Yeah. And look at you two, yep. lovebirds. I mean, come on. <laughs> and you met Jack at the monkey bar party, right? We did. Okay. Well, every day is a party with Jack at the monkey bar. Oh, I was going to say at the monkey bar. At the monkey bar, too. With the monkey name. Jack McDonald. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Head so, um, so uh, yeah. I mean, it's uh, so. What were we talking about? <laughs> Where is that champagne? Where are those bubbles? There it is. Tiny <laughs> bubbles. Yeah. Well, what's fun is that people come to your digital platform, the Salon Year, and, and to really learn, right? So it's a teaching device. People can take these tips from some of the greatest greatest entertainers across the globe. It's not just a regional thing. It's right. global to apply it to their own entertaining. That must be very satisfying for you. It is, you know, and uh, you know, I just, I think that we, you know, maybe more than ever need to connect with one another. Uh, the world is a difficult place, especially today, right? Yeah. And um, people are troubled and, you know, no matter where you are on any issue, uh, we're just surrounded by um, vitriol. Right. And uh, so I think it, it makes, getting together and letting go, having fun, more important than ever. Yeah. So yeah, I think if we can inspire people to do that and um, you know, host people in their homes just for a cocktail party, dinner, whatever, it doesn't have to be fancy, just yeah. bring people together, right. that's the point. One other party I'd like to mention, this was before you were on the scene, Rob, and that was New Year's Eve. You hosted oh. the most spectacular. <laughs> I've heard a story or fifty about oh that party. Oh my gosh, that was yeah, that was where, kooky. And I had just gotten off of a bout with stomach flu, and I'd never had the stomach flu, and I couldn't even. You never get sick. You gave me a pill to prep me up. <laughs> did I really? Day, what like, did I take give this, you? Fine. Tamiflu before Pro it was probably, invented? Maybe I don't know. You're a test subject. I don't know, but I remember thinking, "Ooh, this feels good now. I don't feel bad, and this is a hell of a great dinner party." And what was so fun is that you had turned the dinner party into a multi-layered event, right? So while everyone was at dinner, then we went to have cocktails or after dinner drinks in another room. And then while that was going on, the dinner um, arena where we were having dinner turned into a disco. An arena. An arena. <laughs> the venue <laughs> turned into a disco, which was super fun. Yeah, oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah that How was could fun. you forget that? Well, that, you know what? <laughs> You're like, oh my gosh, yeah, did I that do was, that? Well, there are many yes, stories, I but that. I don't know that I can tell them on okay. this podcast. Yes, you but, can. Um, but I will say <laughs> that uh, New Year's Eve parties are challenging, very yes. challenging, yes. because it's a long night. Yes. And the big grand moment is at midnight. Right. And so you've got people, you can't invite people at 10 o'clock, right? So right. you've got to, you know. You, ha you can. Well, I didn't. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I think we started but you at keep eight, the party moving. you know, and right. we had, uh, you know, probably 45 minutes of cocktails because I, I don't like to do more than that. Right. Um, and then Why dinner. 45 minutes? People drink too I, much. No, they get I just sloppy. think you've got to, pace is really yeah. important. Okay. Keep and them uh, pace is just, yeah, keep people moving, keep keep the tempo going yeah. and the energy up and so and then we had dinner and then we moved into the I think living room for dessert and we yes. played um charades oh, that's right charades oh I forgot about this charade. a certain type of charades <laughs> I think it was clothing optional yeah. charades <laughs> 
Was that it? No, that was a different party. Sorry. Uh, yeah. It was charades. And the people who were teamed up, I'll never forget that. It was unlikely duos. It was a oh, really quite fun. a funny. Well, funny. So, was, so how did you pair the unlikely duos? Like, was it this person is 6'5 and this person's 5'1? Like, what what, 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 were, what, what was Ill. the combination oh, secret sauce I don't remember. Do you? People teamed up. God, I'm trying to remember. It was a long time ago and a lot of cocktails under the bridge. I people team it was a natural sort of right um, alliance of people yeah. like, hey let's let's do this or but just the, what the clues that were given spoke volumes about the person who who knew what they were doing yes compared to the guests who didn't know and what they responded oh, with to right those clues. so it was like a psychological it match was, game yeah. it, fun. it was awesome it was yeah. it was interesting for yeah, sure was, yeah. um, and uh, it, yeah, there was uh, there there was a lot of uh, well, what happened? Should I tell you? The yes, story? of course. So um, it was Pictionary or some sort of uh, Pictionary, um, and it was a sort oh, of that's ad- right. People drew. Yeah, there that's was some right. drawing going yeah. on. Uh, in the, the drawing after a few yeah. cocktails, or room. drunking, drawing yeah. after a few cocktails. And so the game that I bought, um, because I knew I also I needed some t- something to fill at least an hour at that point right. to get to midnight, right? Yeah. Keep people mm-hmm. going. Um, so so got this game, and uh, and you know it had some. I went through every single card because some of the cards, <laughs> some of the things on the cards were a little like dirty, bird. dirty, yeah. And I thought, well, I'm not going to do that, right? Hey, look, I have—I have some exciting, great friends who, mm-hmm. you know, have no problem with things like. But you know, I was like, I'm yeah. not going to do that, right. right? So I had this Ziploc bag of all the the <laughs> cards that I was not allowing into the party, and so we started playing this game. And I don't know who I. Somebody, it probably was Lance. Let's face likely, it, but, likely um, culprit. And but no, but this was before. This was before. Um, Pictures were on cameras, right? So there yeah, is there no. There was already a little going on. There was already we had already started the game. And oh, I meant like like on your phone oh, that people could yes. take. No, so there's yeah, no, there was so none of that. You, you get to kind of create a myth, which yeah. is kind of funny. Yeah, 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 yeah. Five but, years ago, but this is real. Place. This is no myth. Believe me, but, um, <laughs> this is no myth. I remember it like it was yesterday. So one of my guests was like, "What these cards? What? What is this? All the cards? Like there must be, you know." Here's a baggie here by me, I yeah. think I said. I chirped in. And I uh. said, well, that's so funny because I, you know, I went through my two. Get that baggie. Get get it. Get it. Get it. So we got the baggie, oh, brought it out, brother. and that was what we used to play. And I think we might have missed Midnight. It I was think so we much did. Fun. Oh, wow. I think you're right. It just went. Yeah. Everything was so much fun. And, and then the all-night disco began. And it, and then yes. Yeah, so I had while we were all in there, the elves came and trans uh, sort of transformed the solarium, whereas we'd had the dinner into this little disco. Oh, fun! And so fun. then we moved in there and we had dancing. It was really fun. Yeah, yeah. And you had Kathy Valentine, a former go-go, yeah. singing to a go-go song. And by that go-go, we mean the iconic '80s band. That's let's, right. let's 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 right. make that oh, very yeah. clear right now. Dancing as well. Yes. She's in, she's <laughs> She's incredible and a lovely person. And by the way, so phenomenal at words with friends. So look her up. Oh, she is. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, she's, she's incredible. She's a words I've been off that so for a while. Is. I may have to get on yeah. and yeah. and friend her as she's, my word with friends. Uh, she's smart and and great, great lady. But anyway, so I'm still I th- I'm still picking confetti out of our like palm trees right from that <laughs> night. Yeah. You know what's fun it's is that it. people are still picking confetti out of your venues in New York where you also did. Part. I mean, you you became <laughs> known for 
for your events, right? I mean, you did like a Mont Blanc event. The event got the press, and oh, by the way, Mont Blanc, your client happened to be mentioned. But I mean, it was it was the sort of the 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 foundation of what you do. I mean, that's what got all the notoriety, which is really yeah. cool. Well, I think you know mostly what I did was brand work. I was mm -hmm. you know the, mm -hmm. I ran the marketing practice at Hill and Knowlton and at GCI, so I was the Top brand strategist for the mar for the clients who are in the B two C or B two B space. So, so everyone, basically. Intel, British Airways, yeah. right. you know, Pharmacia, etc. But in doing that, part of the work was throwing these parties for clients, and uh, whether it was a brand launch or product launch or whatever. Um, <clears throat> and so, you know, that was uh, that was exciting. Yeah. And we would do things. We did large events at Lincoln Center. Um, we did parties during Fashion Week. Um, you know, working with Krug, Champagne was fun because mm -hmm. they right. were a sponsor of Fashion Week, and so we did a number of events oh, uh, yeah. with different designers. And um, you know, it was it was fun. Yeah, yeah, you it made fun. it fun, and you it I wasn't think you sought the fun. Yeah, it wasn't right? work. I yeah. mean, I, th I think you know, and I another thing I tell people, young people who are looking for their passion in life, is you know, follow what you love to do. Don't worry about money. You know that I do believe that comes yeah. if you find what you love what you because love you tend follow, to yeah. yeah I believe yeah. that you tend to um, be really good at things that you love to do right um, and so and when it doesn't feel like work and then it doesn't feel like work right it becomes what you love yeah. and so working you know twelve hours a day or whatever it is that we do right um, becomes that's a, a joy. half day twelve no, hours yeah, I know. For I was going to say <laughs> I know. <laughs> We somehow put 36 hours into a 24-hour day. I, know, I don't you know how guys, we do it. You're the hardest working men in showbiz, let's face it. <laughs> Which leads me to my let's next question. Well, the next oh. question is going to come when we come back oh. with part two. Will you stay with us? Will you stay with us for I'd our second to. part for a super size expanded episode? Okay, I know. Let's do it. And we'll be back right after this. Hang on.